There we go. This meeting is hitting the five. Why would I hit the five? It's only right about the R. You got to eat more popcorn so I can stay awake. Yeah. Um, Get all that uh, carbohydrate system to make you even more sleepy. He's got to keep his hands moving to stay awake. Instead of burping, we'll hear Terry snoring on our podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) At least Landon's there. Maybe he'll keep poking his grandpa, keep him awake. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let us uh, get going here and cue up that music. All right, everyone, that is correct. We are the podcast that sounds funny. Oh, goodness. And barking. Bark, bark, bark. Even the dogs love us. We're going to the dogs. <laughs> that says something, I guess. <laughs> this is the week of December 13, wow. 2022. We are less than two weeks away from Christmas. We yeah. are in season three, show number six, episode 110. Um, but anyway, here we are. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. Uh, I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are... Popcorn Terry. Popcorn Terry. And no uh, Popcorn a... Jill. He ain't sharing. Yeah. You know, what he needs to do is he needs to eat uh, some some butter and caramel or butter and sugar, and then he'll be a popcorn ball, Terry. We can roll him around. Yeah. I like popcorn dogs are going to be so barky. This is like afternoon time now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are getting a bit of a later start today. I had to, speaking of all this, we'd like to start off with what's new? Does anyone have a question? It could be a classic funny family story, something reading, watching, doing. Um, so what have you all got? I know Terry had something new he talked about or was going to talk about. I don't remember. Well, well, I got something here. Sure, go ahead, John. Um, since you were um, missing last week. Well, uh, yesterday I talked to my oldest daughter and she was telling me one of her kids, one of my wonderful granddaughters, does not like to take medicine. And she doesn't like liquid medicine at all. <laughs> and if you try to give her liquid medicine, she will argue and fight and spill it and spit it out and and this girl's not a little baby. She's nine or, ten, <coughs> nine or ten years old. But if you give her a pill, they found out she'll swallow a pill. But the way yeah. they found to get her to take her medicine is they'll get her stuffy, which is a stuffed animal, and threaten its life. <laughs> We're going to kill stuffy. Yes, and then she will unwillingly take it, but they'll have a lighter and they'll light that lighter and like they're going to burn that stuffy and <laughs> no, not my stuffy, don't hurt get, me. Get a little noose to hang stuffy from the yeah, ceiling. I was but... like, oh my goodness, this girl is so funny because it's she, an she has to be heroic to save stuffy. Yes, I must take my medicine to save my stuffy. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, well, she's old enough to know it's not a real life thing, but it works that she will take her medicine. But it's just kind of funny to think, you know, her parents threatening the life of her stuffed animal to get her. Things you have to do as a parent. Yeah, that reminds Mm -hmm. me of a story that on Saturday I had to go back to my dentist and my wife had messed up her seizure medication so she didn't feel safe driving so my stepdaughter was going to take us so we had to drag along my granddaughter and grandson and he's just now you know he's an infant i forget how many old months he is but he's got two teeth and he's teething and so she calls over here on her way to come pick us up but um you know, my wife knows how to get to the dentist, but she doesn't feel safe driving right at, at, on that day. She's fine now, but um, but uh, she says her daughter says, "Do you have one of those the Tylenol medicine droppers? Uh, because I can't find mine." She says. And so um, my wife says, "Yeah, I, I have the have one, but uh, my wife's got this little dog. It's a men pin." And it's been sick lately, so she's been using the medicine dropper to give the dog medicine. Wow. So she's like, well, I've been using it to give the dog medicine in its mouth. Do you want me to rinse it out first? And she's like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> no, that's okay. Get dog slobbers in my kid, too. <laughs> so then she gets here. She gets here to the house, and we're getting ready to go. <clears throat> and I said, uh, did you ever rinse that medicine dropper out for her yet? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you haven't used it yet, have you? <laughs> well, it's just a dog, and you know, we just have dried up dog cooties on it. It's still good. It's not like we stuck Is it, it dog medicine, or is it people medicine you've been now, getting? Now, the kids, when the kid starts barking at the door, <laughs> well, don't know. we gave your dog infant Tylenol with it, oh. and we had some Robitussin because the dog was coughing, so we gave us some cough medicine through it. Yeah, um, it works you, on the dog. You, you so. know, you're not supposed to share needles when you do drugs. You're probably <laughs> not supposed to share uh, eyedropper things with whenever you're doing cold medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> I told her, I said, just just take the medicine. At first, she couldn't find anything. I said, just take a piece of bread and pour some of the Tylenol on the bread and let the dog eat it. You know, so she's doing yeah. that. And well, we're out of bread now. It's like, yeah, um, see, there you go, Jill. You put that liquid medicine on bread and feed it to the granddaughter. Put it on a right. sandwich. You know, I don't know. I think it's funny that they have to threaten the life of Stuffy. Get a right. get a pop tart and put the medicine in. It's just a pop tart. It's not. It's not medicine at all. The, the, the filling tastes that way. <laughs> My stepdaughters are 25, 26, 29 years old, and they can't they can't swallow pills. They have oh. to get chewable. Threaten their stuffy, Terry. I'm yes, telling you. threaten their stuffy. It might work. <laughs> they, they, they have to take chewable pills. Oh. You grab their stuffy and threaten it. We're going to yeah. kill it. Kill your stuffy. It seems to work for a nine-year-old. I forget if she's nine or ten, but it works for her. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the only thing I was going to uh, say today is we got back from our doctor appointment. 
this morning. This is why we're a little late in the afternoon, although people listening to this doesn't really matter. <laughs> if we had a live chat room, <laughs> it might matter. And maybe I could do a live chat room if people wanted to participate. Uh, send us an email. Let us know. Maybe we could do that sometime. Yeah. I'm sure I could put together something for a live chat. We did it before on my other podcasts, and it worked out okay when we had participants. Uh, but anyway, there's what we're doing. Well, yeah, I do have some uh, workers back in the basement jackhammering. So they still ain't done down there? Uh, well, they, they are done. Uh, it, it's just when they're the main work was they had to tear down the old crumbling basement walls and then they laid in cinder block, but they, it's kind of roughed in, you would say. And what they're doing this week is they're, you know, they're uh, smoothing things out and stuff like that. Oh, they're just doing some finishing, you know, smoothing up of the concrete. And mm -hmm. uh, there, there's, it's kind of funny whenever they, uh, did the concrete wall around where the back porch is at. They were supposed to leave it open uh, so we could get an, inside there to use it for you know storage or whatever. I, I think it's where the, uh, the laundry hookups were at originally. Uh -huh. They left a five-inch gap hmm. <laughs> to get through. You have to be a small child or very thin, which uh, none of us are. Uh, and so they're also widening that out. I, uh, think I think that's what the jackhammering is all about. Is they're giving us you know, more than five inches for a door. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really know. narrow door. Yeah, very narrow. Very <laughs> narrow door. Yeah. Well, didn't we they lower, didn't they lower your floor? Lower my what? Didn't they lower the floor? Wasn't that part of what they were doing too? Well, in theory. Um, when all the foundation work is done and the house is settled back onto it, the floors are supposed to be a little more level. Uh, and I can tell they are sort of, but there's spots you walk across. And it's like, oh, there's a little bit of a change there. But more or less, you know, floors are level. Um, it's an old house. So, I mean, it's settled in over the uh, hundred years it's been here or so. And, and now it's got a new foundation. It'll, it'll take some settling onto it. Um, I, I, I know they're supposed to come back next year just for a follow-up. Uh, Did you happen to see any ghosts in there on Halloween time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. It is an old house, though. Um, anyhow, we probably could get going on to our next um, segment here. Usually, we have um, a random topic, but I'm going to substitute that today. Maybe I'll use the same transition sound effect because I don't have anything else to use. <laughs> um, but my oldest son, Chris the Wild Moose, was online and he found it's, it's a place called openai.com. And if you go to chat.openai.com, 
you'll visit this chat bot. Uh, and you, when you first visit that page, you'll have to log in. All thing, two things you can do is either log in or create a new account. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you log in with. If you can do it, your email or uh, I, I haven't logged on to it myself, but he did. And he asked this chat bot some questions. For example, write a funny headline about politics. Is, and here are a few uh, pot, huh? Nothing. And here are a few possible funny headlines about politics. Uh, Chatbot says back. Um, politician debate goes off the rails as they debate who gets to push the button to make the train go. Um, presidential candidate unveils his new campaign slogan. I'll be the worst president ever. Vote for me. Oh, yay. <laughs> Finally, they're telling the truth. Yeah. I inhaled. <laughs> uh, local politician accused of corruption, but he swears he's just really good at stealing elections. Oh, good at stealing elections. <laughs> Swallowed the government, worm. huh? I swallowed the worm. Okay, <laughs> you drinking some tequila, are you, or what? Uh, government shut down as Congress agrees to reach the entire series of the office of the office to determine who gets the last stapler. Listen, all that line is here, the word stapler. Who gets the last stapler? I, I guess it has something to do with the office. I've never actually watched the office. I've never uh, watched it either. Uh, you know, whenever it was on, you know, there's always a lot of talk about it. I thought, I'll have to watch that show sometime. And about the time I was like, I'm going to tune in. The final episode of Office. <laughs> like, oh, wonderful. I guess I won't watch the office. Now, of course, it's on Netflix now. You can binge watch it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you can binge watch everything. But I know nothing about how to get Netflix turned on the TV, so I won't do it unless someone else puts the button for me. It's on SamNet, yeah. too. It's on SamNet. Um, what's that? It's on SamNet, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I could tune in there. Yeah. A bipartisan group of lawmakers uh, uh What's the word there? Um, introduce Bill to make sarcasm a, an official language of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so those are a few of the funny headlines that this chatbot spit out, whatever. Chris, the wild moose. Now, there's, there's more here, but the one I want to get to is the very last one, I think, here on the list. Sneaking up on it here. Write a funny article about two blind brothers and a blind sister making a podcast. <laughs> and the possibility of the article is blind siblings start hilarious podcast, the blind leading the blind. Well, that's not what it's called, but okay, sure. <laughs> Meet the Johnson siblings, Jack, Jill, and Jim, three siblings who are all blind. But that hasn't stopped them from starting their own wildly popular podcast. 
Get, except for the words wildly popular and the names. Yeah. That on. Hey, one of the names was right. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I jack her in my gym. I don't know. You guys got to flip a coin for those other two names. But it, it goes on. Uh, and I haven't read this, so sorry if it's kind of wonky here. Uh, it's called The Blind Leading the Blind. The podcast features a sibling sharing unique perspectives on everything from daily life as a blind person to the latest news and current events. But despite the serious topics to cover, they bring a hilarious and lighthearted approach to their discussion. Well, I hope it came out that way. That's that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of nailed it there. Uh, it goes on. We wanted to create a podcast that would not only educate people about what it's like to be blind, but also share that blind people can be funny and have a good time too, said Jack. Oh, the oldest of the siblings. I am Jack. All right. <laughs> there is Jim. Huh? Uh, yep. The podcast has quickly developed gained a devoted following <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm sorry I'm going to read that again <laughs> a devoted following uh, with fans praising the podcasters for their clever humor and the line is kind of long it goes on Johnson's are smart and have a unique perspective on the world uh, so yeah all right yeah that's us sure I'll take that <laughs> <laughs> When asked about the future plans of the podcast, his siblings said they hope to continue sharing their experiences and bring a smile to the listeners' faces. We're having a blast making a podcast, and we hope to keep doing it for a long time, said Jill. Well, yeah. Jill. People so can looking, laugh at us when they know we mess up, too. Uh, so if you're looking for a funny and informative podcast that will make you laugh, be sure to check out the blind leading the blind with the Johnson siblings. You won't be disappointed. So there's our, our fake AI chatbot article about the podcast. <laughs> and hey, you know, that kind of nails what the, our goal is here to have some fun, talk about some real news topics and about you know blind adaptability stuff. So yeah. in a way it nailed it. Except for you know the wildly popular, I wish were true, and devoted fans, I wish. Well, we do have at least one devoted fan. <laughs> oh, there's a few out there in the oh. listening world. I hope. Yeah, our our stats are they 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 level out and they'll grow. They'll level out. They'll shrink. They'll level out. We've been in a growth spurt. And it's been leveled. Uh, so we're doing pretty good. We have a few dozen listeners out there <laughs> oh, anyway everybody's got this obligation facing them and we all ought to work together on it avon calling take time out for beauty when avon comes calling use avon cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure filled break in your daily routine it's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. 
So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T. Hogan Helpsley. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Excellent. I shall contact you tomorrow. Fellas, <laughs> guess who's walked in from the Sunday paper? It's- hey, this is the time where we turn to our news. Well, I'll start off. I have a news story here. It's a Guinness Book record-breaking story. It is a story about... The Bible, it's the most popular book. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was last week. Oh, man. Flashback. A, a blind horse breaks three Guinness Book records. Oh, huh. interesting. The fastest, the slowest, and the tallest. <laughs> now he stepped on him. <laughs> I'm broken by stepping on him. A 22-year-old horse in Oregon um, with no eyes broke... Three Guinness Book records. It was uh, the highest free jump, um, the most flying changes, whatever that is. Huh. It, it, it did look like a spin in the air. It jumped up and spun around like you do on ice skates. <laughs> and hmm. fastest time to weave through uh, five barrels. She had got the horse from her grandma, which from her grandma's herd when she was five years old, and the the horse started having eye problems when it was eight years old. It had was diagnosed with egg. I think it said egg white. Uh, uh, a duviitis or something um, hmm. had to be have his eyes removed. Oh wow! And so he was very scared in the beginning. She used to walk him around, and he had already jumped and everything before. But you know, so it's like one of those things we say. You know, he had a seeing eye human. I could do it with my <laughs> eyes closed. You know. Yeah. Wow. And just had to keep practicing and fine tune it. He had jumped, jumped to jump for a horse's jump. You know, it's a very disciplined, you know, uh, um, strategy, whatever. Right. You got to, he jumped three feet, five inches, you know, like over the fence posts, whatever they do, you know. Uh huh. Over the over the Hersey hurdle hurdle as I call it, <laughs> right? The horse, horsey hurdle. <laughs> Thirty nine flying changes in five minutes. Which hmm. I, I don't know what that means. Like like you said, the, the changes. Yeah, jumps up in the air and like kicks one foot forward and three back or something. It it, it clicks his hoofs together three times. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll have to look that up later. Maybe you can give us a report next week or something on what she thinks. I'm cute. Oh, 
That's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. She thinks yeah. I'm cute. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. you know, it, I mean, clearly, the the cowboy or, or the rider, I guess, right. uh, could see, and, they, and I'm sure as long as the horse trusted the person and they responded to the reins, you know, left or right, or they had a, like they kicked them with their heels just right to say, okay, it's time to jump, you know, jump. Right. You know, the horse had to be very trusting of the rider, but I I could see him doing that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're smart, smart people think, you know, when you call them, they'll come. Lone, came to Lone Ranger, you know, hi, old Silver. No. Come here, Silver. A lot of times with their blinders, they block their vision anyway, so they can't see things mm-hmm. on the side of them to spook them. The blinders. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to say, but that's cool that the horse is still rideable or trainable as long as you know how to do it. Yeah, or oh, yeah. they have somebody riding it, and then they have a sighted guide. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they have a, a sighted uh, cow next to it. Come on, come on, <laughs> all their windows were dark, no one knew he was there. All the who's were all dreaming sweet dreams without care. Well, my first odd news story is about a girl in California. She wants to have a unicorn. Ah, Robin read me that story. I don't have it written down, though. <laughs> and she wanted to get, I guess, in California, you have to have a license to have animals. So she wanted to get an official license to have a pet unicorn. So she wrote a letter to the, uh, the L.A animal control center she wrote him a handwritten letter asking for a license so she can hunt for a unicorn so when she finds one she'll already have the license and be ready to have it as a pet all right see she's ahead of this stuff so so they thought it was pretty cute and they went ahead and gave her the approval and they put the license on a stuffed animal unicorn and (laughs) give it to her so she can have that until she finds the actual unicorn, which of course she'll never find. <laughs> well, I, I told Robin, well, a unicorn is, is animal with one horn. So she comes back with a rhinoceros. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, kid, you can't have that rhinoceros. Look, the city said so. <laughs> it's my unicorn. Can't you <laughs> tell? <laughs> when he came to the First little house of the square. In Racine, Wisconsin, a nine-year elementary school student may have saved a classmate by applying the Heimlich maneuver when she choked on some food. Oh. Essie Collier, a fourth grader at Racine elementary noticed one of her classmates were in, was in distress students were eating in the classroom because the lunchroom had been cleared out so residents could vote oh thanks election day you got to choke a <laughs> child <laughs> i didn't know read that part <laughs> uh, i just saw that she was holding her neck and i rushed over there as fast as i can as he said uh, teacher samantha bladshaw 
said she wrapped around her arms around the student, began performing the Heimlich maneuver, and the classmate's airway was clear, and within seconds, the girl was breathing fine. I have never seen this student react in that way before, Bradshaw said. Uh, Essie said that she learned the technique two years earlier from a YouTube instructional video when she was seven, and with the lesson stayed with her. So the uh, Racine Unifying School Board plans to honor Essie at a board meeting for her heroic, uh, heroic deed. And that's that one. A kid saves another kid's life by the Heimlich maneuver. Well, that's good. It's yeah. amazing how kids can stay calm during something like that happening. Yeah, and they, they she saw this video two years before when she was seven, and she remembered it when she was nine. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. <sighs> so I guess they do more than just trans the kids in school these days, huh? Right. <laughs> This is stop number one. The old Grinchy Claws hissed as he climbed to the roof, empty bags in his fist. Come on. I have a story of a trapped mule deer in Idaho. It was found in an abandoned water tank oh. with Christmas lights on its antlers. Christmas lights. It was jealous of that reindeer last week. <laughs> the conservation officers were called to rescue a deer trapped in the water tower. Water tower? Right. What the, the deer? I'm going to climb this tower, go for a swim. And around here, you, well, I guess it, it is worldwide. Around here in Collinsville, down the street, they have the world's largest ketchup bottle. This one, I think they said, it was shaped sort of like a gray poupon tank. Like, uh-huh. like big gray poupons. Bottle. A tank of gray poupon. Big mustard shape. said that the Water tank was built in 18. But at first, I thought it said Hooterville Hotel. Uh, 18 what? You either cut out or I missed it. It was built in 18. Well, it, it, it was in the. Let me get the name. It says the date after it. That's why I'm saying oh, it. it was I don't know if you. I don't know if you cut out or if I just missed it. Hot. I can't. Hotter Hotel. Huh. That's what I'm saying. Hooterville Hotel. In 18. Oh, that was Petticoat Junction. Yeah. In, <laughs> in the 1880s, that tank. Oh. And they tranquilized the deer. And I know they didn't grab the Christmas lights. Uh, <laughs> You can keep the lights just on us. <laughs> they used a sling. They used a sling to hoist the deer out. And then they he received a green ear tag. Last week the story the deer got two yellow ones, one in each yeah. ear. So he just got a set of one. This guy only has one earring. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pirate. He's a pirate mule. Dear. Yes. <laughs> they said the color of the tags indicates 
what kind of, I guess this thing says what, how much they had to tranquilize it or something. Oh. Or that it oh. had been tranquilized in the past. So if you run across a deer out there with the green tags. Hey. I guess they don't want to get the deers hooked on it and be addicted. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be falling the wire towers all the time. Come on, man. Eat that deer. It's like hook a magic, up, magic. Last monster. week they had two. So maybe that one's been tranquilized twice, I guess. Yeah. Wow. That one was yellow. Yeah, but they had two of them, two yellows instead of one green. So I don't know if it amounts to the same thing or not. Or it's a different state, too. So maybe they have a different tag. Oh, yeah. Different. It was examined for injuries. It wasn't hurt and it was released back into the wild. All right. He slid down the chimney, a rather tight pinch, but if Santa could do it then, so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a minute or two, then he stuck his head out of the fireplace flue where the little who stockings hung all in a row. That's kind of goofy, but hey, it was in the UPI News. It's a world record about assembling Mr. Potato Head. Oh. Maybe that horse a while ago could have used his eyes. But uh, <laughs> yeah. a puzzle enthusiast in Ma- Malaysia, his name is, let me see his name here, Lim Tai lives in Malaysia in Butternut, but Malaysia, I guess that's <laughs> the name of one of the towns over there. I don't know. <laughs> but he put together Mr. Potato Head and evidently there's a certain way you have to do it. You start with an empty potato, of course, and you have to put the feet in first and then the arms, the face, and the hat. Evidently has to be done in that order. Alrighty. And it took him five let's see, five point come on. I must have missed the five point something seconds. If you skip huh. it up, you get the booby prize. <laughs> <laughs> Where do those go on? Booby prize. And he actually beat out a girl. He beat a girl. How dare yeah. he? It doesn't say how old these people are, though. So I don't know if they're kids or something they do, adults. So it's a contest to speed build a potato head. The previous record was 5.69, so he beat that. I Like I said, I had yeah. it on here, but I can't seem to Fractions find it. Fractions of a second, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I was like, wow, there's something, you know, that what's the guy in Idaho that Terry, you always talk about the world David record? Rush. Yeah. yeah, maybe he could beat this record of assembling Mr. Potato Head. Stockings he grinched are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room, and he took every present. Has some images. Well, Anchorage, Alaska. 
Firefighters in Alaska had a usual response for assistance from the Alaska wildlife troopers, but it wasn't your main dang cat stuck in a tree situation. They were looking for some help getting a moose out of a basement. They said, the official said, uh, the moose, estimated to be a one-year-old bull, had uh, missed, had a misstep while eating breakfast one morning at a town uh, 150 kilometers southwest of Anchorage, which I think is about 80 miles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the moose had been trying to eat uh, some vegetation by the window and fell into the basement window through the glass, uh, through the base of the glass. Um, that's where it was stuck, one floor below ground. Mm. Well, biologist with the uh, fish and game uh, people uh, was able to tranquilize the moose, but it wasn't entirely unconscious. <laughs> he was still looking around and sitting there. He just wasn't running around, uh, they said. Uh, once sedated, the next problem was getting the moose uh, situated. He was at least 500 pounds. They had to get him out of the house. Um, let's see. Improvising. Uh, uh, what they call it? Improvising something. Anyway, they grabbed the, the rescuers, grabbed a big transport tarp that is used for larger human patients. Once positioned, it took six men to carry the animal outside. So the the, the rescue people didn't have anything for animals. They did have stuff for lifting fat people. <laughs> and they managed to get the 500-pound animal out with wow. six people carrying him. That's crazy. Yeah. A stuck moose. Terry had a stuck deer. I got a stuck moose. Pop guns, pampolas, pantokas, and drums, checkerboards, bisselbigs, popcorn, and plums. And he stuffed them in bags, then the crinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimbley. Let me see where it's at. In Iowa. Excuse me. Mm, sorry. A man, a nativity scene in Iowa, set to break the world's record. A man has um, 2,539 sets of nativity scenes. Wow. Wow. That has taken him 16 weeks to set up. At an Iowa bank, and 2,539 nativity scenes. Uh, Michael Zists has been collecting sets since the 1950s. It's got over 100 different countries, and they're full of details and artwork, and um, they're historical. And he's working on getting the collection certified by Guinness. And 
they uh the old record was 1700 sets in 2009 huh. a whole bunch of baby jesus is all over <laughs> all those virgins giving birth holy cow there's an epidemic <laughs> i thought i was saying like i don't know i don't well i guess it's 200 2,539 sets, it says. So, so that's like 2,500. All the little camels and Mary's and Joseph's and Jesus's. And all the wise guys. And oh, it's good. Wise guy. <laughs> There's one thing I hate. All the noise, noise. Noise, noise. And their shrieks, squeaks, and squeals racing round on their wheels. It, it is um, Atlanta. Uh, they nicknamed a baby nugget after a woman gives birth at McDonald's. <laughs> and just like that little blurb indicates, um, a, uh, a woman and her fiance was driving to the hospital Wednesday morning, but she asked him to stop so she could use the restroom at the fast food restaurant. I went into the bathroom and my water broke immediately, she says. Oh. She started screaming. Restaurant manager uh, went to go see what was happening. Uh, I opened this door, didn't see anyone, but I saw feet under the door. Uh, she says, I opened, and she was on the toilet, lying back, screaming. Uh, I, I yelled to my crew, we're having a baby today. <laughs> I guess that's a special, put that on the menu. <sighs> um, Woodward and two workers began to help, the fiancé. Uh, Woodward and two of began to help, and the fiancé uh, wonder why it was taking so long, and it came in uh, to see what's going on. Um, uh, she was one of the workers said, "I was trying to calm her down because she was frantic. Uh, I was like, just breathe." I got on the floor and I took off my what? Took off my clothes. <laughs> I guess she means <laughs> a uniform. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, there's a long description talking about helping her, you know, push and get the baby out. Uh, and 15 minutes later, uh, the name is actually, let's see if I can speak here. Um, that's 15 minutes. Nambia, oh, I got to have to slow down here. Nadi Raraya Varimi Phillips was born. Uh, I don't even know how to spell those names. I'm sure I butchered their pronunciations, but that's the name of the, the actual name of the baby. But the people said, hey, she was born at McDonald's. Her nickname will be Nugget. And so they're calling Nugget. her they're calling her Little Nugget, although her name is whatever it was I just said. Right. <laughs> so that's a story to remember about your childbirth, you know. Tell your kids well, I hope about. they clean that bathroom really good after giving birth in there for the next people going in. Well, it was a McDonald's <laughs> bathroom. I, I hope it was clean before she went in. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but it, that's pretty good though. There, there was you know three w women there who 
who were mothers themselves, the story does go on to say. And so they had some experience with delivering and you know, so they were able, able to help, you know, everything yeah. came out okay. You know, yeah. The little nugget came out okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What kind of sauce you want with your nugget? Yeah, what kind of sauce you want with that? <laughs> They'll dance with jing tinglers tied onto their heels. They'll blow their flu-floopers, they'll bang their tartinkers. They'll blow their hoo-hoopers, they'll bang their gartinkers. They'll beat their trump-tookers, they'll slam their slu-slunkers. They'll beat their blum-blookers, they'll wham their hoo-wonkers. The dog accidentally pulls a fire alarm at a doggy daycare. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in Iowa, the doggy firefighters were summoned to a daycare in Iowa when the fire alarm had been accidentally pulled by a canine camper. Oh. A dog named Britty. <laughs> who could barely contain her excitement when she arrived at the daycare on Friday and she was jumping up and down and bouncing around and she hit the fire alarm and accidentally slid the thing down setting off the fire alarm oh yeah because <laughs> I was thinking you got to have fingers to pull that thing or break the glass but I can see that her Claw pulled, you know, snagged the lever and pulled it down. And and so then the security camera footage caught it. She was jumping on the wall, it said. So was it a Dalmatian? Because Dalmatian did not be fire dogs, fire department dogs. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they could probably like, yeah, it wasn't really a fire. (laughs) Bounce and jump off the floor and bounce on the wall and jump off. So I don't know, hit that thing. And they somebody posted on Facebook afterwards they made a sign for the dog to wear around its neck that says, I'm sorry that I pulled the fire alarm today. Sincerely, Birdie. <laughs> and she had to wear that sign around her neck. Yeah. Sounds like she should have been a kangaroo. Yeah. It was a happy dog. Happy, happy, happy. And they play noisy games like Zuzita Kaze, a roller skate type of lacrosse and croquet. And then they'll make ear spitting noises to looks on their great big electro who cardio schnooks. For the life of me, I can't see what makes people go to them outfits, can you? Gee, it's one thrill after another. All we have next is our anchor topic. Weird words, I thought. Weird words. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm way we ahead of myself. Then. Yeah, let's do our Here's weird news, man. Must be lucky to be so old. Easy this week. <laughs> this week is going to be easy. It's not going to be hard to guess. It's more or less uh, informative. Um, <laughs> words because it's like different ways you can say Merry Christmas to people 
Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Uh, so it's not really you guys going to have to figure out what it is. But the first one here, the first way you can say Merry Christmas is tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. La 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 la. Tis the season. Tis the season. It's a classic way you can say Merry Christmas. Uh, so, so this is like when you go into department stores and they refuse to say Merry Christmas. They want to say Happy Holidays. They could be saying some of these things. Yeah, just other ways. If you know, if you want, instead of always saying Merry Christmas to people when you go in and out, or just oh, yeah. the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. And it says uh, it was popular in the 1700s. So if you want to make the holidays a little more genteel and old-fashioned, you could use this phrase. 1700s, yeah, that would be yeah. quite, quite old. Huh? <laughs> yeah, another one here would be Season's Greetings. Say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Yeah, yeah I hear that sometimes. This salutation is more modern. Not everybody celebrates Christmas, so this has become popular. Season's greetings. The other one, tis the season, back in the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's also when my country, tis of thee. <laughs> ah, tis was a popular, I guess. Well, it, yeah, it, it, these days we would say it's. But back then they would they would put the contraction in different places and say tis it is uh, tis the season it is the season. Yeah. Uh, no, another side note on that is uh, back in those days too, Christmas wasn't really widely celebrated. The Christians went out of their way to not celebrate it. You know, these days it's atheists who don't want to, but back then Christians, it was the Catholics who did. And so they made a division. I guess for Christians, it was easier to say "tis the season" than anything hmm. else. Yeah. And then another one here is "deck the halls." Deck the halls with bows of holly. Yeah, that goes on with "tis the season" to be jolly. Deck the halls. Yeah. Some of uh, some of our favorite holiday sentiments come from Christmas carols. If you're going to deck the halls, then you don't want to do that in a in a boxing gym. If your name is Hall, yeah, <laughs> deck the halls. Oh, deck the hall. This one says it goes back to the 1500s. I'm sure it does. It's probably pretty old. That classic song came about. Which one? The original Christmas decorations were uh, Christmas uh, pine branches and holly pine and stuff like that. Yeah, deck your halls with. Dawn, we now all gay apparel. La 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 la. Show me a tight carol. La 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 la. Little literal branches of holly. Because even the ancient Celtics would decorate. At Christmas time with holly and greenery and stuff. Yeah. Yep. And then says so that's how it got this the song got its name, Deck the Halls. 
And then this With lady bowels says, I of bet Holly. you're just saying that in your head. <laughs> uh. Another one here says, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. <laughs> That's kind of long. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't think you'd the say that. Aspect. The, the, you wouldn't say that to cash register as you're pa- passing out through. It's easier to say, tis the season than peace enough. Yeah. To look at. <laughs> but that comes from the Bible. Yeah. Comes from the Bible. And the angels tell the shepherds about the birth of Jesus. It's the most righteous phrase on this list. There's only seven of these, so this is going to be a short list. How righteous. <laughs> old Lang Syne. Good old acquaintance, forgot and never brought to mind. Good old acquaintance, forgot and days of old. Oh, how do you uh, say that? Old Lang Syne or, or Old Lang Syne. Uh-huh. It's either way. It's a Scottish Scottish phrase that means long time since or long time ago. Yep, that's what they're telling me. It says it was written in a Scotch language poem in 1788, and it means something like days gone by. Yeah, something to that effect. For the sake of old times. And it's mostly used on New Year's when you're saying goodbye to the, the year. Evening. Uh, this being the first day of the new year, tonight we are going to present an original play. A sort of a New Year's fantasy entitled The New Tenant or Goodbye 38, Hello 39. Goodbye, year. And then we have Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Then he leaped in the buckboard and said in his drawl to the children of Texas, Merry Christmas, you all. Well, you're saying Merry Christmas in that one. <laughs> And this line comes. This one comes from uh, the poem. The twelve or the visit from Saint Nicholas. Sugar plums dancing their heads or something like that. Yeah. Uh, My mind went blank. Clark Moore wrote this poem. Yeah. In 1820. Who Al Bundy? Yeah. Yeah, he's that old. Clark Moore. And, of course, it tells how the poem tells how he comes to the houses and goes down the chimneys. And then when he flies away, he says, Merry Christmas to all. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. It was the night before Christmas and also the house. And so forth, yeah. Even a mouse. 
and this book has be, uh, remained very popular and has uh, well, the children and the phrase has them. sunk into our culture of consciousness chimney with care yeah and then we got, I think this is the last one, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, which I've never heard anybody say that to anybody. I've never heard anybody nipping at your nose. Some of those I never heard as a Christmas greeting, but they are certainly slogans people use at Christmas. But that comes from that song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Jack Frost, Jack Frost nipping, nipping at your, at your nose. nose. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas song. Chestnuts yeah. yeah, on an open yeah. fire. Tide carols being sung by. Yeah, that was oh, that King uh, Cole made it popular. Yeah, and that King Cole. Yeah. Dressed up like Eskimos. So it says instead of wishing people a Merry Christmas, try using a few more colorful holiday. Yeah. So, so in other words, you know, pick pick a favorite phrase out of a beloved uh, Christmas carol or hymn or Feliz something. Instead Navidad. of always saying "Merry Christmas," you can say something poetic. <laughs> Feliz yeah. Navidad. Oh. Feliz so Navidad. That was different, and I was like, "Well, next week we'll actually have words again." But I thought, uh, since Christmas is coming around, yeah. somebody may want to use some of those words. Like I said, less, less than two weeks as we're recording this. Yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. Next week, you guys will be picking your brain again because I got words for you. Hello, operator. Give, give me Wistful Vista 890. Is that you, Mert? See, you're so tan and muscle-bound. Now we got to move on to Terry's top ten. Top ten. I found a bunch of Christmas ones. Here is a list of, there's a, this list, top 10 best things about Christmas. Actually, there's 25 of them, so we'll <gasps> breeze right through them. Yeah. Number one. Presents. Yeah. Number two. The birth of Jesus Christ. All right. Number three. Being with family. Being with family. Uh, number four. Christmas Eve. Okay. Christmas Bye. Eve. You, you, is tonight all the kids go to bed really early? <laughs> number five. Best thing, snow. Uh, yeah, not not this year probably, but that's great when it happens. Right. <laughs> Number six is it's Christmas Day. All right. Yeah. Number seven is the music. Yeah. In fact, I have a Christmas uh, music folder that I, I often will queue up and just. Put it on random and just let it play in my headset throughout the day. Huh. Number there eight. Lights and decorations. The what? Plotted decorations? What? What is that? <laughs> the light yeah. and decorations. We got lights and decorations here. Yeah. 
<laughs> Number nine. Oh, come, oh, come in mind you were. Christmas movies. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Number 10. And around some captive Ryan. Christmas dinner. All right. Yeah. 11. Your, your pre diet meal. <laughs> Number 11. That morn's in lonely exile. Cool holiday. All right. And, and, except for the parents, and like three days in, it's like, where are these kids going to go back to school? <laughs> <laughs> Number 12. Until the Son of God appears. Santa Claus. Yeah. For kids. Awesome. Uh, 13. Which us? Decorating the tree. Yeah, get that bumble to put the star on top. That should have yeah. been done already before Christmas Day, but um, let's see. Decorating a tree. 14. Oh, where's Ryan? And come to the man you were. What was this? We always had a good time decorating oh, the spirit. The spirit, the spirit of Christmas. Christmas spirit. Does it come on a bottle? Maybe Terry's does. <laughs> the stockings. All right. Eating milk and cookies. Yeah. Christmas trees. Yeah, real ones are pretty cool because they have that nice pine smell. 18. Oh, come, oh, come, oh, wisdom from on high. Hot chocolate. 19. Who orders all things? My Candy. Ooh. Yeah. Christmas candy, all that hard rock candy and stuff, <laughs> fudge uh, and caramels and stuff. Yeah. Number 20. Choose the path of knowledge. Playing with the gifts. Yeah. I like Number to play with mine. 21. And teach us in her ways which way to go. Christmas ads. Christmas ads. <laughs> Everything has is some kind of red hat or pine stuff on it, huh? 22. Rejoice, rejoice. Happiness. Happy. Uh, nutcrackers. Oh, is and come to the Pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. I don't understand that one. Maybe maybe it's somebody's tradition to have to eat those things. Celebrating. 
Celebrate. I guess there was 25, like one per day or something. You yeah, know? for 25 days of Christmas. Come, Pigs in a blanket. I never heard of that on. Maybe that's what you call your kids when they get out of bed in the morning. Look at this room, you pigs got out of your blankets. Come on. My wife read that one to me because it was so long and I was jotting it down. I go, well, maybe we could take one of them pigs in the blanket and hang it on the tree instead of that Christmas pickle. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen any articles about Christmas pickles this year. Hmm. I was telling my maybe, wife. Maybe there'll be one this next week or so. Who knows? All we had to yeah. do is just all you do is just take a little baby gherkin and stick the little Christmas hook in it and hang it on the tree. And then whoever sees it first gets a prize of some sort. It's the lucky it. pickle. <laughs> they get to eat it. <laughs> Instead of an Easter egg, this lucky egg, you get a lucky pickle. She's that's so gross. That would go that would go bad. That'd go rotten. I go, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> no. They're, they're, they're pickled for a reason. It preserves them. <laughs> they're pickled. <laughs> Might get a little dry. <laughs> so I mean, a, over time, they would dry out, but it would take them a while. That's not like a, a raw cucumber would. So. There's like well, why don't put it on there months in advance or weeks in advance? <laughs> you might can do it a month in advance, but yeah. I was saying the number she read to the thing because for it was on the web page there's a lot of advertisements in between or a lot of little comments on each one of those and i i really didn't want to go into you know all that stuff and pretty yeah. much common sense you know you can oh uh, yeah. yeah hear all the different just words and, and being a 25 item list it's not going to spend <laughs> i didn't want to break it down because it's like i've got oh, yeah. some other ones that uh we can do. I can do one next week, and then there's a couple afterwards. Cause I, I have one that's embarrassing gifts that you got for. Oh, <laughs> I, I I could think of a few, but I'm not going to say it on a family friendly <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, I, I know one embarrassing gift one of my sons got for Christmas from one of his brothers was a blow up doll. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you were I'm sure whatever happened to it. I know it didn't leg. last. Forever. The leg lamp or something. <laughs> that means you're killing them, Andy. You are about to listen to an episode of the Retro Radio Podcast. Home of the Retrobots. That's us. I'm David. I'm Kelly. The Retro Radio Podcast brings you family-friendly entertainment in the form of classic old radio shows. Visit the webpage retro-otr.com. While you're there, you can leave comments on any of the show notes. Send us an email on the contact page. You could even like us on Facebook or Twitter. We would love to hear from you. All day long, they do nothing but count money. They never look up. Well, that proves a lot. Um, now it's like anchor topic time. Yeah, anchor topic. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got ahead of myself. I guess I'm chopping at the bit. Hey, this week is on communications. 
And they, this being Christmas, letter to Santa. Oh. <laughs> mm. I wonder if Santa reads Braille. All you get, you kiddies, write Santa a Braille Christmas wish list. <laughs> yeah. But that's why my main thought with that is you know, Santa, you know, communicating letters. Uh, I don't. I don't have an awful. Oh, you know, I, well, I I found something I forgot. I I had because uh, it's been missing for a while. It's it's a um, a micro speak. I think it's what it's called. It's a little voice note taker. It's probably about the size of a business card as far as you know length and width. It's about the thickness of like your cell phone. It's a little digital handheld voice recorder. Uh, very simple to use uh, on the front uh, near the top is a round uh, speaker and right below it is a LCD display screen that goes from left to right across and then to use it right, right above the LCD screen is a long thin bar you just press it and that's where you record and then you press it again to stop recording and then, right, of course, the LCD screen displays stuff on it, but I don't know what it says. And then right below is three buttons going across. Of course, that would be rewind on the left, fast forward on the right. And in the middle, you might guess, is play pause. Billy, no. It's very simple. That's all the buttons on it. If you oh. want to record, when you, you know, stop, maybe just play pause. Now, if you want to delete, you press and hold the play pause button until it goes boop or whatever beeping sound that it makes. And then to delete it, um, you hit, I think, the, it, it, I think it's already on no. And you hit either the left or the right button. It doesn't matter which because all it does is cycle the yes or no. Uh, but you just click click the left button once or the right button once. If you want to delete it, it'll be yes. And you hit the, the play pause button again, deleting your message. And it'll, it'll play it for you before it deletes it. So you make sure, but that's all there is to it. That's how you record, play, pause, delete, and play back. Uh, the other cool thing is uh, at the bottom edge is your power switch. If you, push it towards the edge of the recorder is on and towards the center is off and towards the center is a USB mini port. So it, you plug it in for power. It has an internal battery. You don't have to take anything out, put anything in. It's just built in. It charges off your mini USB uh, and sings how it is mini USB. The other end, when you plug it into your computer, you can transfer files. In fact, when you plug it in, uh, sometimes I have, it does something weird and it doesn't do it, but it will actually, um, it actually sets up a folder. I think it's in your, it's either your documents or your media folder. I can't remember, but that's where it'll save your file. It'll be, it'll, the folder will be called, you know, mini micro speak and inside Will be various folders where your your uh, wave this records in a wave. So there'll be wave files in there, and you can listen to them on your computer. 
you can delete them from your computer if you want. And it should also delete them from your the device when you do that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so you can synchronize it and you have stuff backed up. Um, pretty cool little thing. Uh, it's produced, I think, by humanware. Oh. And I think it only costs, it's probably 200 bucks or, or maybe less. It's a lot less than a Victor Reader. That's all it does. It just does that one thing. It just records and plays oh. back. And because it does it in wave, it's very good quality. Uh, and so I, I've actually used it to podcast with before because it's that the, the recording quality is that good. Yeah. How many uh, notes can you put on it? Huh? How many? How much stuff can you put on it? Um, I, I believe it's a four gigabyte memory. So you can fill it up with wave files until you hit four gigabytes. Uh, however, however many that is, I'm not, I don't know. Or, or it also depends on how long it is. You can record one file that lasts for however, several hours, probably. Uh, but that's why you you keep. If you don't need it, you delete it. Um, and like I said, you can you can I think delete it from your computer. Uh, I'd have to research that. You may just have to delete it from the device. But if, if it gets too full, it's like, oh, man, I, I need to save these addresses here. Well, you just synchronize it to your computer. And then once it's on your computer, you can delete stuff that you have backed up. You know, But it, it does hold four, four gigabytes on it of audio. Mm -hmm. So pretty... Handy, handy device. Oh, and it charges super fast. I, whenever I found it the, the other day, I, or I uh, just put it on my table. And I picked it up this morning after breakfast, uh, came over to my desk, plugged it into a USB mini. And it, as soon as I plugged it in, it said, battery empty. Yeah. <laughs> but before I was done with breakfast, it was done. That's how fast it did. Hmm. Before I even got done with eating breakfast. It said battery fully charged. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty pretty quick. And it, it'll last for quite a while. Um, depends how much you use it to record stuff. but So it's pretty nifty, handy device. For it's a newer thing or has it been you've had it for a while and just found it? I, I've had it since the last time I went to so 2018 and I, I've, I've used it off and on like I said I've used it for podcasts I use it to write down someone's phone number I uh, used it for various you know jotting down note to self kind of things and uh, I, well, I put it into a desk drawer no I put it to my nightstand drawer so I wouldn't forget where it's at <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot where it was at and then whenever we moved, uh, I was looking through my nightstand drawer the other day. I was like, what is this thing? And you know, my wife told me, it's, oh, it's this little recording thing you got. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you played it, and it was you snoring. <laughs> yeah. No. A funny thing is, uh, whenever you play, like you record memos, like say, the first thing I was record is, 
you have found the device that belongs to Keith Holtzley. My address is this. My phone number is this. And the, the, that's my first one. And then maybe the next one is, hey, here's uh, Jill's new address. Next one. Here, here's Terry's new phone number. Well, it doesn't, when you play them back, you're scrolling through left and right. It doesn't always play them in order. I think it will play it to the last one you listen to. And then, you know, if you flip through and find something else, I can't really tell. There's not always a rhyme or reason. and doesn't always give you things in order, it seems like. But it's, other than that, it's just a pretty neat little device. If somebody wants to find something, uh, as far as, you know, that kind of thing goes, it's, not all that expensive, really. I mean, you can you can maybe find a, a voice note taker for fifty bucks at Radio Shack or something or Walmart. Uh, but some of those aren't blind friendly because sometimes they have you know, the LCD screen. You got folders, you got an arrow to and this and that. Uh, but this is very simple, straightforward. Yeah, you ought to do it right or not at all. He hates me, you know. So, I suppose, then, it's time to move on to our next segment, which is email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Here we go. And, oh, okay, well... uh, this uh, isn't exactly like a letter from listener. It's just something that somebody sent to me. Uh, it's more of a funny story. Uh, but it says, some centuries ago, Benjamin Franklin was facing a difficult decision, so he went to George Washington to ask for his advice. It's obvious what you should do honesty is the best policy," said Washington. When my father asked me if I chopped down a cherry tree, I told him the truth, and then he hugged me and told me how much he valued my honesty. <laughs> After he spanked my butt, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Franklin replied, "Yes, but my wife asked me if her dress makes her look fat, and I'm not sure she'll have the same reaction." And that's the email. Okay. (laughs) Sent in from a listener, and I'll keep it anonymous. (laughs) So, yeah, funny story. We like to have real emails of real funny family stories and things, but, you know, at this point, we don't really get a lot, and we're desperate. Send us any kind of a funny story. (laughs) Even one like that. I guess this is a problem that even uh, people in the 1700s had about wives asking if their butt looked big in their dress. He looks like the kind of a guy who would. Help. Help. (laughs) That's all right. Now we're ready for our final thoughts, right? Yes. Um. What kind of motorcycle does Santa Claus ride? A Holly Davidson. Ah. <laughs> Heard that one before, did you? Ho, yeah, ho, ho. My son just sent me that joke yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, oh. 
Now, last one. week, you, you may remember we had a substitute. Uh, and last week, when we had our final thoughts, I said, oh, I can't say that one. Well, here's the one I couldn't say. My wife told me to go out and get something that make her look sexy. Hmm. So I bought whiskey. Ooh, what you said. <laughs> I didn't want to say that and get punched in the arm whenever <laughs> she was sitting next to me. Although that's not really true. It's just a joke. <laughs> right, but she would have not thought it was so funny. She probably would have smacked me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, two pieces of bread went to get married, and the wedding was wonderful and awesome until somebody decided to toast the bride and groom. (laughs) 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 What is Santa Claus's favorite state? Ida, ho, ho, ho. Wow. Oh, ho, ho. Uh. Um, when my kids become wild and unruly, I use a nice, safe playpen. When they're finished, I come out. <laughs> In other words, I underwent the nice, safe playpen, not them. Yeah. That's actually stolen from Irma Bombeck, by the way. Uh, somebody asked me if I'm free tomorrow, and I said, nope, I'm expensive every day. Yeah, I thought you said that one last time you was here. I wasn't sure if I did or not. But it's still true, and it's still funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Is Santa Claus's favorite singer, Beyonce? Beyonce. <laughs> All righty, we got you. Uh, if practice makes perfect, and nobody's perfect, why practice? <laughs> I think I'm going to be on the bad kids list next week for that one. (laughs) Um, Did you hear about the actor that did all his movies with a broken leg? His name was Splint Eastwood. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what they always say when they go acting is break a leg. So I guess he did. Oh, it's my turn. Um... What do you get if you cross Santa Claus with a detective? Santa Clues. <laughs> Santa Clues. <laughs> okay. Santa Clouseau. <laughs> Sleep at this point is just a concept. Something I'm looking forward to investigating in the future. That's true if you have a lot of kids around. <laughs> a parent of young kids. Uh, you know what truckers like best about the movies? The trailers. 
Oh, yeah. What did Santa Claus say to Mrs. Santa Claus about the weather? It looks like rain, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know a longer joke about that, but that was pretty good. After I exercise, I always eat a couple of donuts. Just kidding. I don't exercise. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the singer that got a self-driving vehicle? In the divorce, his truck left him too. <laughs> <laughs> How does Santa Claus measure his bag of toys in centimeters? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, when your children are teenagers, it's important to have a dog. So that someone in the house is happy to see you. Those teenagers. <laughs> They're great uh, leftovers. <laughs> Got a football one here. Why did the punter decide to retire? He wasn't getting a kick out of his work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't doing it for the kicks anymore. Why does Santa Claus work at the North Pole? Because the penguins kicked him out of the South Pole. Yeah. Penguins, holy cow. Which day of the week does chickens hate the most? Friday. Fried chicken. <laughs> chicken Mageddon. What happens to football players when they lose their eyesight? They become referees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What nationality was Santa Claus? North Polish. Ah. <laughs> I was going to say Nor Norwegian, but sure. Let's see. I don't know if I like this or not, but it says. Once you have kids, you never ever pee by yourself again. Nope. <laughs> At least one of them is always in there with you at all times. Mom, why are you doing there? True, oh. true story. I don't have any more. I can stop anywhere we want. So <laughs> I got one more hair I can do. You can close this out then. <laughs> what? Um, what's the difference between Santa Claus and a knight? One slays a dragon and one drags a sleigh. Oh, yeah. Well, the deer's dragged a sleigh, I guess, but sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we are now thoughtless. We must be raving mad. Here comes Happy Now. 
Uh, but hey, this is where we'd like to wrap up the show. Say this is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. Stop by your favorite podcast directory. Leave us a rating and review. Visit our webpage, thatsoundsfunny.com. No spaces. Leave us a comment on any of the show notes. Click our contact link. Send us an email. We would love to hear your funny family story. Uh, uh, I can't talk. Just ask ask us a question about anything related to blindness. Um, We'd love to hear from listeners and read real live listener emails instead of stuff we find laying around that pretends to be email. <laughs> and that's all we got for this week. We talked so long, my coffee got cold. Hopefully it won't uh, be two hours and eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, last, last week I thought we had a two-hour plus show until I realized that we had like a segment duplicated in there. Yeah, the first but half hour. I, I did get rid of it, so it's a lot shorter now. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. That sounds funny.